0: Welcome to Breaking the Cycle of Poverty featuring Jay Height, Executive Director of Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. For the past 36 years, Shepherd has served its neighbors on the Near East Side of Indianapolis by providing a range of services and support designed to end generational poverty. My name is Tim Swearens and I'm your host for these conversations that explore why poverty remains such a persistent problem in the United States and how each of us can help our neighbors break the cycle of poverty. Today's episode focuses on how ministries and other nonprofits can help people build capacity and sustainability into their lives so that eventually they can support themselves and their families. All of us need help from others at various points in life, and we're thankful when family, friends, and great ministries like Shepherd are there to help in times of need. But it's important that assistance helps, helps build a person and family's capacity to eventually be able to meet their own needs. The goal is sustainability rather than dependence. Jay, uh, this may sound obvious, but why is it so important to help individuals and families become more self-sustaining, and why is it important to be on a path toward independence?
1: Well, it's biblical. If we think of the book of Ruth and Boaz, would leave things in the field for folks to glean. And uh, the Bible is very clear that our job is to help provide for those who can't provide for themselves, but not to do for those who can't. It's, it, we're to help them. Mm-hmm. We're to come alongside, to be that paraclete, the one who helps carry the load, who doesn't do it for them, but does it with them. And, and so I think what we see is this, this idea that we want to grow capacity to reduce dependency. We don't want to create a, a spiritual welfare where you're dependent on me. Uh, The wonderful world that we live in in our Christendom is that God died for each one of us and wants for each of us to understand His love and His plan for us. We know the plans He has for us, right? Plans to succeed and prosper when we follow Him with our whole heart. And it's our job to help everyone recognize and live in that promise.
0: It's interesting. We have a great organization in our community called Gleaners.
1: Right. Gleaners does a great job. Yeah.
0: So, what are some common mistakes that ministries and other nonprofits make when it comes to fostering dependence rather than sustainability?
1: Well, we think what people need is stuff. so I'm going to give you stuff. Government says, I'm going to give you money." And many times that doesn't help do anything to change capacity. At Shepherd, we believe in the ten assets. We want to help you grow your capacity. Uh, you think of that old Indiana Jones movie the swinging bridge and the 10 assets we talk about would be the planks to get across. And if there's gaps in that, then we need to build those gaps so that they can get across that bridge. And, and, and I think we've wrongly thought what I need to do is just give you stuff. And the real challenge in that is if I'm building assets with you, I'm in relationship with you. And that's what Christ has called us to do to love our neighbor, to love them. You got to know them. He didn't call us to airdrop supplies in, and, and keep moving on, it is for us to demonstrate by that connection. We're all Legos created for connection, different shapes, different sizes, different colors. We are made to create, uh, we created to connect to God and to each other.
0: What are some specific things nonprofits can do to encourage and grow neighbors' ability to be more independent?
1: Know their name. And it starts, again, with that relationship. If I know, hey, you're Tim, Hi, Tim, how are you? And I know you're married, and I know you're blessed like I am. You have a grandchild, and, and, and you know the world's a much better place because of that. But I then can have conversation with you and find out that what it is that you need is someone to help you mow your grass because you broke your leg. And, and I can come alongside, but I know you, and so I know those things, and I can begin to respond and come alongside to help you.
0: Uh, government agents, of course, also factor into this idea of independence versus dependence. How can government do a better job of helping neighbors eventually be able to support themselves?
1: I think government needs to view places like Shepherd Community and others as partners. They do have a seat at the table. But government, uh, as described by a lady in Tennessee, government creates a program that keeps you from drowning, but it never teaches you how to swim. And so what happens is uh, when I was in high school, I went whitewater rafting, and they had us pull over in one spot, and we're going to go over this falls. And they said, now make sure you're careful so you don't go into the falls because there's a hydraulic on the bottom. And if you get sucked in, there ain't no coming out. It sucks you in. And many times that's what welfare does is it keeps you from being able to improve your situation. Real-life situation, two of our families at our child care center they're uh, they they got raises at work because of inflation, but it took them too high to be able to qualify for the vouchers to help pay for the child care. And now they're further behind. Uh, and so government doesn't have the ability to have a variable nature to that. You and I could say, OK, Tim, you know what, if you need a little bit more, I can help you a little bit more because I know you. Government has to make decisions for the masses. Mm-hmm ministries like shepherd can make decisions for the individual and coming together at the same seat at the table enables us to keep the personalization uh, because we can have relationships government is an entity it can't
0: what other steps can ministries take to to be to help build sustainability rather than dependence?
1: well and i think the same thing uh, as i said to government ministries need to see government as a partner as well they're not our adversary and the folks who work in the bureaucracies of the welfare programs are trying to help people. They're, they genuinely want to help, uh, but they're running a, a huge conglomerate that's making big decisions. And so we need to help interpret for them and help educate them and, and to say, okay, well, maybe this is what government can do and we can do this part and, and, and begin to help further. And so in the case of these two families— we advocated to the state government and said, is there something you can do? Let's be their voice to help advocate for them. Poverty takes away your ability to advocate and navigate. And so in this case, they're like, I don't know what we're going to do. We can't afford to pay the child care. But we got this uh, additional money, and we're going backwards because of inflation. And so we said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to supplement. We're going to make sure we're helping here, and we can be variable here. and, And we can advocate with government to understand this. Because at the end of the day, when Lyndon Johnson declared the war on poverty, he was well-intentioned, but so many times there's these unintended, unintended consequences mm-hmm. that we don't see, right? And, you know, I've made those decisions in my own life. Uh, I, I, I really want to do something right, but I didn't see how it would, uh, the ramifications over here. We see so many of those ramifications that's trapped families into generational poverty and kept them from being able to move forward. Uh, when uh, Jane and I were ministering in Cincinnati, we had a lady who was just weeks away from graduating in a nursing program, so proud of her, had come out of homelessness. She took a part-time job so that she could buy the uniforms that she would need to be a nurse, and she got kicked out two weeks to go because she raised her income level, and, and the government said, well, you no longer qualify. So she's two weeks away from becoming self-sufficient, and she gets knocked out. Uh, because she's trying to improve her situation, and and it's that craziness that the entity of of government cannot always be the flexible part, and that's where we need to step in and be willing to fill the gaps, and then to be willing to be advocates. Yeah.
0: To be, to be clear, you are saying that government at various levels has an important role, and ministry and nonprofits also have an essential role. How do you define and and clarify those roles?
1: Well, I think we always have to keep the view on the individual while government has to look at the masses and we cannot lose sight of that that we need to uh not adapt those same policies and how we operate uh if if someone says man i really this is this is perfect for me then let's help them develop that uh, i'm 56 so when i was uh in school which was when dinosaurs walked the earth uh <laughs> Everything was to the middle, right? Yes. We took the Iowa basic skills, and they taught to the middle. Everything was to the median. We have the ability, and one of the benefits is we live in a time with AI and all of that, that we can create individual plans Mm -hmm. for our neighbors. We can love them individually and figure out where does government help them move along in that process, the plan that God has ordained for them and, and that Satan's working hard to discourage and destroy them from, and, and we need to come alongside and, and be that person that journeys with them. Yeah.
0: So working with government agencies can be complicated, uh, sometimes even frustrating. Uh, what approach do you take in working through those complications to achieve results?
1: Um, I'm a Christ follower first. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. And so uh, I have to work with both sides of the aisle, I think the, a proper term is bipartisan, mm-hmm. and um, I want my city councilors, my state reps, my congressmen, my senator, my governors, I, I want every one of them, regardless of their party, to know who Shepherd Community is and for them to hear the stories of how things are impacting my neighbors. I want to tell them the good things that's happening. I want to tell them the bad things. And so for us, I think uh, Nehemiah is the model. Nehemiah engaged with government. Yes. Um, he asked government for help. He didn't have enough faith. He didn't ask for enough, but God moved, and, and the king gave him even more. And so we need to not be subservient to government, mm-hmm. but we need to work with government and advocate uh, for our neighbors in government, but we should never give up the personal responsibility. It is Jay Heights' job to love my neighbor.
0: So, so this, is, this next question is for those ministry leaders or nonprofit leaders who, who may be just a little bit skeptical that government can be a partner. Uh, do you find that people inside government are, are open to working with ministries, or does it tend to be a tough sell?
1: Not always, not all. But you know what? I find it sometimes difficult to work with other churches. <laughs> I, find I can't that, imagine that, <laughs> yeah, or other ministries or other nonprofits uh, because it's human nature, right? Yes. And so if I view them as a partner and not an adversary, it's really on me to have that. And you know what? God called me to love them too and 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 many times, I think of certain roles in our government that are just overwhelmed. And so how can I encourage them, whether it's in law enforcement, whether it's in child protection services? I can't imagine the horrors that these folks have to deal with and see each and every day. And so how can I encourage them? How can I bless them? One of the things that we've done here, a program that uh, was kicked off here at Shepherd Community for the state of Indiana, the care portal, and I encourage every church to find out how they could be a part of this, and that is how they can partner with child protection services when they have a family in need, that churches and Shepherd is doing this. We say, here, if they need a bed, we'll find them a bed. If they need this, we'll help them find this. Uh, If they need this bill paid, we'll come alongside because we want to be a partner with government. And so Care Portal is all about churches connecting with child protection services to help families in need. It's a different approach. Again, I think, uh, Tim, we come back to uh, Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. And Nehemiah demonstrated the way to work with government to rebuild the city. Well, you and I were talking a little bit earlier, and we're in a time where it's not rebuilding; we're building new. Our communities are being built new because it is a whole different world that we post-COVID. Uh, now we're dealing with inflation like none other. We're we're dealing with all kinds of pressures on our families and on us, right? Middle-class America is feeling it too. I went to the gas station and when it hit $60 a gallon, I was gulping a little bit.
0: Not 60 a gallon, I hope. No, no, no. Well, sometimes it feels like it. (laughs) I I was just spending over
1: 60 to fill up. Yeah, thank you. And um, man, um, for my neighbors... Thankfully, Jane and I have a little bit of, of cushion that we can, okay, maybe we cut out here or there. Many of our neighbors don't have that. Yes. And, and so that's where we need to keep speaking up and advocating for our neighbors and for the uh, rebuilding of our communities.
0: What do ministry leaders need to understand when it comes to partnering with, with government? You know, the, We need to be realistic. What are the benefits? What are the limitations?
1: Well, I think you need to start first with, how can I help you? Because what is it that their goal is? Whatever part of government is, what's their goal? And then how can I come alongside to help them accomplish their goal? Their job isn't to do just what I tell them to do. That's not partnership, though many times that's how we want to interpret it and, and define it. It's how can we mutually come together to better serve my neighbors? So whether I'm talking to Senator Young or talking to Congressman Carson uh, on opposite sides of the political spectrum I'm there saying how can we come together to help the neighbors of the Near East Side uh, how can I talk to that state government that's working with food stamps to say how can we help our neighbors make sure they're getting their paperwork in time so that they don't lose the benefits how do I help and and so it's it's really how does Shepherd, Take an additional responsibility to help government better serve my neighbors.
0: So you've already mentioned uh, the the need to take a bipartisan approach. Why is that so so critical when it comes to working with government?
1: I know this may shock some people, but God's not a Republican and God is not a Democrat. And uh, and and what He said was, love them, love them both. And uh, <laughs> I. I have lived in a world where I've probably never seen it so chasmed as it is today, Yes, and uh, some would find it ludicrous that we would even say uh, something like, God's not a Republican and God's not a Democrat. What I know at the end of the day, what unifies us, is that God has called me to love them, to love my neighbors, to love my Senator, to love my Governor, to love my Congressman, my Counselor, State reps, State Senator. And in doing that, um, I hope that I can represent the love of Christ to them while advocating so that we can represent the love of Christ to my neighbors. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I genuinely believe that most people want what's best for others. I think some would say, well, it's not my responsibility. It's, it's government's responsibility. And I think the church too many times has, has bought into that. Well, if it's the poor, let welfare take care of them. And God's been very clear from the beginning of the time, it's our responsibility. So we need to do that. We don't have to get involved in the political bantering that goes back and forth, but we can stand on the issues. And at the end of the day, uh, loving our neighbor is, is that core issue.
0: Jay, as we wrap up today, what, what do you say to government leaders about why they should partner with or organizations like Shepherd? And, and on the flip side, what do you say to ministry leaders about why they should partner with government?
1: What I would say to government is we can personalize what you do because I know Tim and I can help take that to Tim. To ministry leaders, government has the resources to help to the masses. And, and as, I, as, as, as I've said, Nehemiah gave, gives us the model. We can engage with government and stay true to who we are. We don't have to give up. What we do, who we are—I I don't have to say I'm not going to love my neighbor. I'm, That's—I'm living that out, and you know, I go into the public school not to do church. I go into the public school to educate and tutor kids because that's how I can love them in a tangible way. Yes.
0: Jay, thank you, and, and thank you for, to all of you listening today. Uh, the Shepherd team works hard each day to, to meet neighbors' physical, spiritual emotional and mental health needs, and they couldn't begin to do it without your support. To learn more about how you can assist those efforts, please visit shepherdcommunity.org. Thank you again for listening.
1: Thanks.